Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Spartan Pride Podcast. Jonathan Shop here with you. On the breaking news around the Big Ten, it is difficult and shocking news. Pat Fitzgerald, Mr. Northwestern, fired after the university determines he is unfit to carry on as their head coach after a hazing scandal is uncovered and made public. Pat Fitzgerald was player number one for the Northwestern defense. He's a college football Hall of Famer. He goes back to the early and mid-90s in Evanston. His career slams into a wall and ends suddenly in the middle of 2023 with a lot to discuss, a lot to take a look at. We're going to talk about it today on the Spartan Pride Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Northwestern is an athletic department in crisis today, having to fire their shining star, Pat Fitzgerald Dunn at Northwestern after a very long head coaching career. And suddenly, at the exact same time, Northwestern baseball having serious issues under first-year head coach Jim Foster. Northwestern Athletics 
look to be on the way up. Certainly the basketball program is in a great shape that they've never been in before. Making the tournament, new facilities, Chris Collins rocking and rolling, things looking up in the mid-2020s for Northwestern, slam into a wall and come crashing to a halt. You thought 1-11 was bad last year, 2023 off to a nightmare start for Northwestern. We got to talk about it today here on the Spartan Pride Podcast, and we're going to kind of start at the beginning. If you're not familiar with the story, there is an issue or two at Northwestern having to do with hazing allegations among the football program. I think if you boil the issue down, the position of the university is that Pat Fitzgerald did not know what he should have known and what was going on inside his football program was so remarkably egregious, he can't continue to lead that program. That is an incredible thing to say for a guy who looked as keyed in as any to his football program, but I'm afraid that there's a couple of hard lessons to take out of this experience. It's amazing, I go back long enough to remember when Joe Paterno was the long-standing coach in the Big Ten, Pat Fitzgerald was relatively young, but you could see a day where Pat Fitzgerald would have that same kind of cachet and role around the Big Ten, and that day is not going to happen. Paterno's career, of course, ends with a remarkably horrific scandal Ended in a hurry. So many people forget it ended right after he's at the all-time winning record for head coaches. Obviously, Paterno was hanging on to get that. He gets that, and not even a couple weeks later, he's done. Fitzgerald was just about to get what he really wanted at Northwestern. You know, he got that unbelievable practice facility on Lake Michigan. And Northwestern earlier this year had floated images of what they were going to do to Ryan Field with a upgrade really for the ages to take that from not just a college football stadium to a event center in the Chicago land area, especially of course, north of Chicago. Now a lot of things are up in the air for Northwestern. You know, Pat Fitzgerald was a great member of college football hall of famer of that Cinderella Rose Bowl team in 1995. A lot of you are too young to know what that was like. Fitzgerald told me the game was played in a phone booth back then, and it really doesn't look a whole lot like the college football that we know today. And I would suggest to you that his take on that was completely accurate since he's the guy that played. He was an All-American, and he coaches in the sport and has been around it ever since. So there's a lot to unpack here. And, you know, this kind of starts with the way you're going to see the story framed. Let's take a minute to talk about that. You know, back in 1995, part of the allure of the Cinderella Northwestern was here's a small private school driven on academics that doesn't have a chance to compete with the football factories in the Big Ten like Ohio State uh, and Michigan, which were both running well at that time in in the mid-90s. And here they come out of nowhere and, and go on this run. Well, we know a lot more now than we knew then, and I can't speak specifically to Northwestern's academic requirements at that time. Uh, But I can tell you that in my opinion, Northwestern is the best undergraduate degree in the Big Ten. And I know for a fact Pat Fitzgerald had recruited to that day in and day out for years and years and years. It seems pretty smart. If you think about it, you've got a 
student athlete who's got a chance to play at college, maybe he knows or doesn't expect or doesn't really care to play in the NFL, why not go get the best undergraduate degree you can? That was really the pitch at Northwestern. Now let's talk about the reality of what that looks like because for decades we've heard about entrance requirements to get into Notre Dame and entrance requirements for Stanford and other places are easier. And I'm here to tell you for a fact what you probably already know, a lot of that is total hogwash. Totally hogwash. I can tell you for a fact that Michigan State is much more difficult to get enrolled in, to stay in, to get transfer credits in than some of the schools around the country over the past couple decades like Texas, Georgia, Alabama, USC, and on they go. There's no need to get into it too deep, but I can point to very specific changes that were made with prerequisites in different colleges inside of Michigan State that affected who they could recruit, who they could keep in school, who they could get uh, productive four years out of in the early 2000s that completely affected John L. Smith's tenure there. They affected Mark D'Antonio's, and they continue to be an issue today that has to be worked around. You have to know what academic situation you can put your players in and how you can help them get the education they need, stay enrolled and stay in school and keep playing. So the idea that Northwestern is some above and beyond, there's kids that are studying harder, I would really pump the brakes on that. If you have that thought, do a little history research into Notre Dame because there was once a time where Notre Dame was considered, well, man, they're fighting with one hand behind their back if you listen to Lou Holtz. Then you find out the reality of Lou Holtz, who was getting into Notre Dame, how they were getting in, what test scores they had, what GPA they had, what unbelievable scandal and wreckage was left behind after Holtz left South Bend. And you realize that's not necessarily the case. So I don't know that it was really the case at Northwestern, and I don't really think it was. But Fitzgerald comes up. He's part of a Cinderella Rose Bowl team. Of course, he's named the head coach at Northwestern under tragic circumstances after Randy Walker's untimely death, and off he goes. And years go by, legends are gone, legends come, legends go, some flame out, and he's the old guy, or the second oldest guy left in the Big Ten, and this is now crashed and burned off of a scandal surrounding a hazing culture in his program. Now, the problems at Northwestern are bigger than that. They had a great athletic director in Jim Phillips, who once upon a time was considered maybe a, a front runner for the Big Ten commissionership. That was not a reality, so off he went to the ACC. Now, since then, Northwestern's had problems with athletic directors. They tried to name an athletic director. That guy was immediately named as a defendant. Out he went. He never got there. So then they went and hired an athletic director from Tulsa. That's been a little bit shaky. But the whole time you got Pat Fitzgerald going along and everything you see about Pat Fitzgerald, think about Pat Fitzgerald, is that this is a guy with a steady ship. As has been reported, and I can confirm, Pat Fitzgerald was a candidate at Michigan about 2010 or so. We know he was a candidate for other jobs like Virginia. He would have made a great candidate at uh, Vanderbilt, maybe some NFL interest. And I would tell you now what I said then, Pat Fitzgerald should have left a long time ago. You hate to see something end like this. Sometimes we see this story repeat itself and I'm afraid that this may be what's happening here or what's happened here 
without really anybody being aware of it. Maybe just a few folks inside Evanston. Of course, a very small private school that does not have the same requirements to be public facing as you would see at Michigan or Michigan State. So we're gonna break a couple more things down, but that's just kind of setting the table for who Pat Fitzgerald is and where he's come from and where he's been, which has been Evanston, Illinois. I can tell you I covered Pat Fitzgerald for many, many years. I spoke with Pat Fitzgerald professionally aware of each other for sure for a long, long time, 13 plus years. 2009 to 2016, I spoke to him just about every single week during the football season. He's aware of the work I did. Everyone's obviously aware of the work he did. And um, I only had good experiences talking with him. And I'm gonna share a story with you next that sticks in my mind today as unfortunately a prophetic glimpse at what's happened to Pat Fitzgerald. That's going to be right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Chicago Blackhawks ran the NHL for a little while there. A lot of Spartans know that because Duncan Keith and others were involved in a tremendous run with multiple Stanley Cups, a lot of winning, and organization exemplary around professional sports that ended up being marred by a really bad looking scandal. A lot of people got fired, a lot of bad feelings, a lot of tarnish that is never going to go away. I remember asking Pat Fitzgerald after they won one of the cups, just what stood out about what the organization had done in Chicago from a marketing end with Jay Blunk and company to the hockey end with uh, Joel Quenville, uh, Scotty Bowman, uh, and the other folks that had run their organization, and he, he had a very long answer about how he's observed them build it from the ground up and how they had done it, and what a great example they were. That ended in a horrible scandal where, again, everybody pretty much got fired and replaced, and, and it was bad look. And unfortunately, we're sitting here today with the same exact kind of thing happening to Fitzgerald. It's different what's going to happen from here. The Northwestern University is a private school. Fitzgerald has understandably retained counsel, and we don't know exactly what will happen from here. We do know what happened last Friday when the university quietly announced, hey, an investigation found evidence to corroborate claims made by an anonymous whistleblower regarding hazing activities and events. 
Fitzgerald was suspended for two weeks. Really, the two weeks of the calendar year where college football coaches don't do very much. That really just turned out to be a pinprick to blow up the entire thing. All of a sudden, an anonymous whistleblower got really specific and graphically detailed the hazing activities that had gone on. The Daily Northwestern, the student paper there at Evanston, gets involved and publishes quite a bit of information, and now Northwestern's on its heels. Now Northwestern's got people involved in this saying, hey, Pat Fitzgerald didn't know enough on what he absolutely should have known was going on in his football program. Then it got interesting, and then it got gray and dark in a hurry with storm clouds for Fitzgerald, who has since been fired. I don't want to speculate too much on the details of the hazing culture that was at Northwestern. But for God's sake, everybody remembers Joe Paterno relative to what he knew or should have known really going back to sometime in the 90s. Some of us were in school when Jerry Sandusky, out of the blue, retired at the end of the 99 season. Obviously, everybody knows what happened from that point relative to his access to still be around Penn State and everything that blew up there. So what looks like happened here is Pat Fitzgerald may have gotten too comfortable in his surroundings at Northwestern. That's possible. He may have not had enough people from the outside looking in to really sniff out what was going on inside of and around his program, which is very possible because that's a problem across college football. It's a problem across college sports at the major college level. I suggest to you that these teams need to do a lot more of this. For as much as players complain in the 90s about Nick Saban having people looking around at what they were doing, Michigan State cleaned up its act. And as you know, Nick Saban has continued doing those type of things ever since and has been able to pretty successfully navigate to date, avoiding any scandal that completely blew up his entire career or suddenly ended it. That is where Pat Fitzgerald is today. Did Fitzgerald have too many yes men on his staff? I don't know. He just had a long time defensive assistant retire a couple years back, maybe before last year. A lot of familiarity around Northwestern, a lot of family feel. Unfortunately, that has gone wrong. Unfortunately, Northwestern decided the things that went on here, the allegations and complaints made, the investigation that we did in a private manner that honestly we're not going to see outside of Northwestern ever, all that stuff that went on adds up to trouble and adds up to something that cannot be tolerated. And now Northwestern is searching for a college football coach who will come in essentially probably around August 1st and take a swing at turning around a team that went 1-11 last year but apparently has some much, much larger problems than the performance on the field. Jonathan Shop with you. Spartan Pride Podcast. Talking about Pat Fitzgerald's dismissal. We'll wrap it up with some final thoughts. 
right here on the Fans First Sports Network. I don't know when you're going to find this podcast. You may find it the day it's posted. You may find it months later. You may find it years later. But I have always written and spoke, hopefully on a timeless level, meaning I'm going to tell you what I think, why I think it, how I got there, based on what I know at this time. Unlike other folks that you're reading and hearing from who went to Northwestern, have a connection to Northwestern, who are, uh, you know, whatever's left of big media, etc., to be honest with you, a lot of those folks have uh, interest in keeping their professional career going, which is fine, but you may or may not get a straight story from them or find out what they actually think in print or on air. I can tell you with a fact, going back as long as I've been around people in this business, that is not the case. So if you thought you were hearing what um, people thought and saw in the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s around Michigan State Athletics, the names and faces that you know from all the air all those years, I'm telling you that by and large, you do not. You do not have a real clear picture of what's going on and you're not necessarily getting straight takes on everything from everybody. This is a bad, bad, bad look for Northwestern and a horrible look for Pat Fitzgerald. If something like these was going on at Northwestern, you would hope and expect that Fitzgerald would try to handle it behind closed doors or take the necessary steps to handle it however publicly he needed to. It is very disappointing when you see college coaches who are tasked with nearly impossible responsibility for 105 kids. It is very disappointing when we don't see them tending the field as well as they could. They are better paid than ever. They have more resources than ever, but there aren't enough of them that have organized themselves or figured out how to manage that so they can actually coach football. There should be a better system of checks and balances and eyeballs around the Northwestern football program to prevent anything like this from happening or have it alerted when it did happen as soon as it did. So presuming that what's involved in these allegations of hazing actually took place or something similar and really close to that, this never should have gotten to this point. There is no tolerance for any kind of ridiculous uh, Lord of the Flies level hazing in men's or women's any college sports. Those days are gone. They need to be gone because they're stupid. And hazing in such a way of manipulating and humiliating people is ridiculous. At the same time, I can tell you that every story you hear around campus this year for the young folks about stuff like that going on, either in a major program or, you know, an Olympic sport, there's a really good chance that they're not true. I can also tell you that if chatter gets around, you can bet your dollar that they're going to be investigated. Because I know folks that have investigated allegations of hazing that never went on and were completely debunked. 
So when you see something like this that has some meat behind it, you wonder why the authorities and why those paid top dollar to do their job at the highest level were so far out of tune with what was going on under their own roof. That's a real concern with what happened here with Pat Fitzgerald. His coaching future is completely up in the air. His future coaching football at the college level is probably done. I don't know how you come back from something like this in the 2020s. I'm not saying that to get a reaction like a Craig Carton, maybe on a sports radio. I'm just saying that trying to feel the effect and impact and breadth of this issue at Northwestern and how Pat Fitzgerald could have possibly not known enough to do something about this. I have no reason to disbelieve Pat Fitzgerald and what he said so far and what I'm sure he's soon to say. I have no reason to disbelieve what we've seen in the reporting at this point. But I can tell you that the impact of it is going to really be a sad one on really one of the all-time, unquestionable, all-time face of Northwestern football, who's very likely to be tarnished, chipped away, colored over, or erased in the coming years as the Wildcats try to find a way to start a new chapter and move forward. We will update this story as it goes along. I will share any updated thoughts with you. But this is an incredible ending to a long story and of college football coaching career that looked very, very far from over and a tenure at Northwestern that looked at least 10 years out from being complete. A difficult topic, a difficult time in the Big Ten when one of your best-known coaches and most loyal alums has to be fired for such a horrible scandal developing under his roof. I am Jonathan Schopp. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon right here on the Fans First Sports Network.